think if we'd have been there when it was that busy, our um, our goal would have been to get pictures of people versus. Yeah. You know, yep. that would be the only way you could you could go about it. One of the things we like to do sometimes is take pictures of people doing stupid things. <laughs> Which and sometimes that's us. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes it's us. Sometimes yeah. that's us when you might knock a, a boulder the size of a Volkswagen yeah, into a Look candy. out for that Volkswagen. <laughs> Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Winnie and Bill Chat Podcast. This is episode three of season three, and we're calling this one the Wild Wild West Adventure. Hello and welcome. Uh, before we get going, let's thank Anchor Podcasting for a free podcast platform that anyone can use to create their own podcast. It's available on the web or through a smartphone on, I mean, through an app on your smartphone. If we can do it, you can do it too. Also want to thank Outdoor Andy on Twitch, um, Outdoor Andy TV on uh, Facebook and Instagram as well for hooking us up with our sound system. Thanks, Andy. So what are we talking about today, Bill? We are talking about the recent trip that we took out to Phoenix, Northern Phoenix, or Northern Arizona, and Southern Utah. Yeah, we flew into Phoenix, but Phoenix was a quick uh, view in our rear view mirror. <laughs> it was a means to an end. A means to an end. Um, before we uh, dive into this, I got um, a message. I got a text message the other day from our niece, Hillary. And you know what she said? No. What did she say? It's been a month since your last <laughs> podcast. <laughs> Evidently, she had to take a long drive and she was looking for a podcast to listen to. And we had nothing new for her. So she was chastising us. Sorry, Hillary. I know we're a little behind this year, but we're going to make it up here. We, we are going to make it up. Um, for season three, we promised you that we would keep you guessing. And, and we, guess what? And guess what? Sometimes there's going to be a long time in between episodes. But we were recently on a, I'm going to call it a vacation. Yeah. Yeah, we actually got away for seven days. We took a little vacation. We flew from Traverse City, Michigan to Phoenix, Arizona. And then we rented a car, which is a whole thing. Right, Bill? Oh, that's a long story. If you are planning a vacation this year... We have a big nugget of advice, and that is to rent your rental car first before you buy your airline tickets. Or at least make sure that one is available. Well, you can always rent a car and then cancel it. That's true. If you can't get air flights to match up. But we found pretty inexpensive flights, um, and we booked them. And then we went about trying to book a rental vehicle for our trip because we knew we didn't want to stay in Phoenix. Uh, we debated whether we wanted to go south to Tucson and to the Sawara National um, Park or whether we wanted to go north 
and explore some of the national parks in northern Arizona and Utah that we hadn't been to before. And uh, But either way, we were going to need a rental car. So we um, looked online and it looked like all of the car rental agencies at the airport we were flying into had no cars. Sorry, Not- no vehicles available. We saw that message several times. Which really started to freak us out. We'd already paid for our flights. There wasn't much we could do with you can't Uber it up to Arches National Park from Phoenix. Right. And we really didn't want to go off site from the airport to get a rental car either. We were just hoping we could get one right there because they have lots of options usually. Usually. But evidently what has happened, and maybe most of you know this, that when the pandemic happened and everything shut down, people were not traveling. So the rental agencies, in order to continue to make money, sold off their inventory without, you know, being able to see in the future that replacing that inventory, buying new cars or, or whatever they buy, would be minimal. Because if you're shopping for a car right now, it's impossible to find a new car on the lot or to find a good used car. There's just no inventory out there. It's evidently a supply chain problem. So the rental agencies have not been able to restock their cars. And so there's there's just not a lot available. We were fortunate that we found one rental agency that was willing to guarantee us a car, but they were not willing to guarantee us what that would be. So we went ahead and put money down on renting a car, knowing that we wouldn't know what we had till we got to the airport and picked up our car. They guaranteed us that we would have a car but they didn't give us any specifics and as it turned out we did have two choices but neither one was a good choice (laughs) one was a truck which we were worried about the price of filling up the gas tank because with uh, all the things that are happening in the world right now the price of gas has climbed pretty high and uh yeah. So that was our concern with the truck. And the other car, I don't remember what it was, but it was a tiny It was car, some tiny, tiny older Chevy car that I thought, I don't even want to think about getting on that thing. Right. So, you know, in our split second decision, we thought, you know, we're going to be on some rugged roads and whatnot. Truck probably is a good idea. It's so a smaller truck should be okay on gas mileage, which it was. Right. But that was the only bonus of that. Truck. <laughs> the truck was old. Well, no. The truck wasn't an old model. It had been well worn. It had it was dirty inside, had some cigarette burns in the upholstery. Um, yeah, but whatever, we'll make the most of it. So we get in our car, we start heading out of Phoenix, and the first thing we notice about the truck is... What is that noise? Right. There was an air leak in the front windshield somewhere. <laughs> when he said to me, roll up your window, and I said, it's rolled up. Yeah, all the windows were up, and yet there was, what's that noise like, Bill? (laughs) Awful, so annoying. (laughs) So we started shoving napkins into the spaces in the windshield we thought had leaked. Yeah, and the truck ate 42 napkins, and the noise was still there. Came with 42 napkins and somebody's used plastic toothpick. (laughs) Yeah, and even the toothpick didn't help. <laughs> oh, I didn't touch that toothpick. It no, was in I the same either. place when it we It was still the there when we got in. back. <laughs> so anyhow, so the first day we drove, we our flight got in in the afternoon into Phoenix. We got our rental truck and we drove up to 
Tuba City, Arizona. And by then it was what, like 10 o'clock at night? Yeah. That was I mean, as far as we it, planned. That. We had driven up to Flagstaff and beyond there before, but, um, and it is, it's a beautiful drive up there. It really is a beautiful drive all the way up there. Once you get out of the traffic. Once you get out of the traffic. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was after 10, I think, before we got into our hotel room right. and stuff. So so that first day, we just checked in and relaxed. And um, the plan was to get up early the next day and head to um, Moab, Utah. Right. Which is um, where Arches National Park is. And also close to Moab is Canyonlands National Park. And um, a state park that is highly recommended called Dead Horse Point State Park. So that was going to be our uh, home base for three days. So we stayed in Tuba City that first night, got up early, and looked out the window. And it was snowing just a little bit. The last time we went to Arizona and Utah, our first morning there, we had to brush inches of snow off of the car. That just seems to be the trend for us. Yeah, that was when we were, well, outside of Flagstaff. But yeah, and we knew that we got snow there. Well, no big deal. We're from Michigan. We drive in snow all the time. We drive in snow all the time. No big deal. So So off we we went. Off we went. And the snow was that rainy, slushy kind of snow that builds up on the road and pulls you around. And it turns out that the windshield wipers are completely worn out on this They truck. were bald. There was no blade left on them. So our first stop was to an auto, auto parts store. After driving through 50 miles of slush. To, to purchase some new windshield wipers for our rental truck. Yeah. <laughs> and it was much better after that, though. Yep. Once you could see, it was yep. not as big a deal. Then we could see all the... Uh, stray dogs running around in the little town we were in there was so many stray what seemed to be stray dogs all over out there yeah the auto parts guy said um oh i don't recognize this dog he says i got three or four that i feed out back pretty regular and i don't recognize this one that's a new one today (laughs) so that was probably a new member of the pack yeah they were all kinds of dogs too like varieties like yeah, there was a little bit of everything there. That one looked like it maybe had a little pit bull mix to yeah, it. Yeah, there was one that was like a pit bull. There was one that was like a border collie. There was, it was just, it was a weird collection of dogs. It was a but... weird collection. And sometimes you'd be driving out there for miles where you didn't really see anything. There didn't seem to be, you know, any residences or anything, just miles of sagebrush. And then all of a sudden you'd see two or three dogs. It's just. Yeah. Like, where did those two come from? And they all looked healthy enough. Yep. No, it wasn't like they were skinnier, you know. No, I sort of feel like the communities out there, you know, feel like the dogs are all everybody's responsibility. And probably everybody feeds them and lets them go on their way. I don't know. Yeah. They weren't groomed by any means, but they weren't, they weren't starving. That's for sure. Well, it turns out that that would be kind of the only wildlife that we saw. Yeah, little did you know that we should have been taking pictures of wild (laughs) dogs. dogs. You know, Bill and I love to take pictures of wildlife. You know, we we love Yellowstone for the fact that you never know what you're going to see. You might see moose. You might see, you will see bison. You might see bighorn sheep. You might see, you might see, you know, rabbits, fox. Mountain goats. Badgers. There's tons of different varieties of wildlife in Yellowstone. Yeah. And, and a and, lot of other national parks as well. And they could they could just appear anywhere. So you're always on the 
on the lookout that something interesting might show up. But in these uh, desert areas, you're not going to, well, we didn't see, we didn't see that much wildlife. We saw some wild horses, which maybe we'll talk about later, but we didn't see a lot of wildlife. So the dogs were refreshing. (laughs) Yeah. So um, first day up at Moab, the first thing we tried to do was get a lay of the land. We checked into our hotel, um, took a drive, an initial like quick swing through Arches National Park, right? Yep. And somebody had told us, or maybe we had heard on a podcast, that a good place to be for sunset was Dead Horse Point State Park. So that was our next stop. Yeah, so we went out there, and we got out there, and we thought, you know yeah. what? This is a sunrise this is park. beautiful, but it's a sunrise park. So, so we quickly turned around, and they were, <laughs> the, yeah, Arches was probably a half-hour drive back from where we were at Dead Horse. So we got back. Um, went back probably, into Arches. Went into Arches probably an 45 minutes or so before it actually the sun started to set so so i don't think i've said it yes yet on this episode but the way we do our podcast is we will post nine photos to our instagram account and our facebook account so as you're listening you can follow along and look at the pictures we might be referring to or you can check them out later so the first picture i have posted today bill is this is the pictures we took at sunset at Arches National at Arches Park. Arches Natural Park, the first night we were there. Yeah, this is uh this was a cool area of the park that um really caught our eye. I mean, there's when we initially got to the area, there's a lot of red rock. Uh it's basically red sediment on sandstone. Um, but this was one of the these the rocks uh formations that was in the park that we just felt like it was really breathtaking and um, as well as the mountains in the distance so this picture was a really nice one that we took yeah this is a nice nice wide shot Um, the red rock in the foreground you see balanced rock there in the very middle you see some what they call fins toward the back there and you see the the beautiful snow-capped LaSalle Mountains in the background, and some beautiful pink and blue and purple clouds. Now, this was the day that we'd had snow in the morning on our drive. And so it cleared up by the time, by that evening in Moab area, but there was still some clouds. I didn't realize what a beautiful opportunity this was for us, that there would be clouds in the sky that first day, that first night. Right. Because after that, it cleared up and we had beautiful blue skies. But that doesn't always make for an interesting picture. We always, where we live, we curse the clouds because they're cover up everything most of the time. Right. So, yeah, we didn't realize till after uh, the fact that these clouds actually added a lot to the picture. And uh, it's a rarity where in Moab area. I think if you were out there for an extended period of time or you lived out there, uh, you probably would pay very close attention to the days that are partly cloudy or partial cloud, because those are going to be the days that are really make for interesting sunset pictures. But right, right. so we were just kind of dumb luck on this one. 
Yeah. And cloudy days would also be days where you would uh, have the potential for moisture. We didn't realize initially, but the moisture factor out there is a big deal. Uh, and these red rocks really get brilliant color to them after it's rained or it's had snow on it, it's melted away. Um, we just, after a few days we were there, we discovered the big difference between a, a wet day versus a, a really dry one. I mean, it is desert. Um, yes. You know, when I was growing up, I thought of desert as miles and miles of nothing but beach sand and nothing growing. But that's not exactly what desert is. This is high desert. Um, and they have been really in um, drought cycle for quite a while. So they they really crave some moisture. And Bill and I, like Bill was just saying, we decided that, man, if you could time it so that you were in Arches National Park after a rain when it when this you know it clears off and the sun comes out but everything is still wet it would be phenomenal yeah yeah I think you could get some really impressive pictures and uh, yeah I love this picture though with the with the colorful clouds and the mountains yep. which are cool color and then the warm color of the rock formation it's just yeah yeah that's a really nice one yeah that is very nice let's go to our next picture. All right. Ah, so this picture was taken at Dead Horse Point State Park. So just very quickly, the reason Dead Horse Point is, is named that is evidently in, by, in a bygone era. More than uh, 10 days ago. Yeah, more than 10 days ago. They would round up horses and they would corral them at the point of this long peninsula that ends at a canyon. The canyon overlooks a meander in the San Juan River. And then they would pile up sticks and brush and whatnot so that the horses could not um, leave that area, corralled them in. So there was a barricade on, on most of that point by a drop off by thousands of feet to the canyon floor or the, the debris that they put up to hold them there. And they'd hold them there until they could gather them all up and take them wherever they were going. And legend has it that some horses got left behind there or forgotten for some reason. And sadly, the horses died. They didn't yeah. have any water. They didn't have any food. They had no way to get out. And they simply and they died. died. So there. it gets this notorious name, Dead Horse Point, Point. which is awful. <laughs> but yeah. it's a beautiful place. It's it a really beautiful place, despite the, the nasty thing that happened years ago. Yeah. There. So this next picture is a picture of me that Bill took. Um, we don't, we don't take pictures of each other a lot, but we're on vacation. So yeah, why not? And I'm sitting on a, a dead log, a dead, what kind of log, Bill? It's actually a juniper tree. There are trees out there. We have juniper around here, but they're shrubs. Yeah. They're just little bushes. But out West, the juniper is a tree variety. Is it the same thing and they just grow bigger or is it a different variety? I'm not positive. It could be. Um, yeah. And they never get to be tall trees out there. They're 12, 15 feet. But, but I love the way they grow because the, the trunk of the tree is usually sort of twisted and the bark has a lot of texture and and they just look gnarly and they're yeah. good to photograph. Yeah. I actually 
prefer them when they're dead and they're just silhouettes of trees. They really do I look I think cool. in this picture, that's a juniper, dead juniper tree behind me too. Now this was March. So there wasn't, a, you know, the things that do turn green or the sagebrush that grows in the desert wasn't very colorful this time of year. Everything was right. kind of dormant. Right. There was no leaves on anything as far as that it goes. It looks like a dead tree though. And the smaller me. tree to the left behind you was probably a live tree that was going to come right. come alive shortly but uh, not we never we get there. to these places when when things are blooming and things are green because that's just our busy that's time our here. busy that's time of the year we, we work yeah yeah not to mention it probably gets to be 110 degrees there and i don't know that i want to be there then either but. yeah and i think also that after march these places get really popular for for vacationers and tourists and yep and so there's a lot of people and I, I guess I will put up with the the off season greenery to avoid the big crowds. Yeah. Anyway, so there's a picture of me sitting on a dead juniper log, which is a big one. Yeah, that was a big one actually. They and it had typically a nice don't get divot that big. for you to just sit down in. Yeah, that was nice of them to put that there. Thanks, Mother <laughs> Nature. Yeah. Nice te texture of the wood too. Yeah, and so. you'll notice I have kind of a winter coat on. It was it was cool. It was actually for me the perfect weather for hiking and exploring and because it wasn't hot. Right. But right. it wasn't really cold. Yeah, and it's dry there. There's no humidity per se out there. I well, before we left, I was looking at my weather um predictions and noticed that in Michigan this time of year, it's still 75 to 80 percent humidity in the air, even in the winter. And it was in the 20 percentile out there. So it was a, even though it was cool, it wasn't that damp, miserable cold that we get around here. So the next picture in fair play is a picture of you. I believe this is also at Dead Horse Point. I believe so. And this looks like it's a man-made wall that you're leaning up against to take a picture down into the canyon. But you had an experience, I think, at Canyonlands, leaning over a big rock to take a picture down into a deep canyon that I didn't did. feel quite as secure. I did. It was kind of the same kind of structure, and I went to do the same kind of thing as I'm doing in this picture, where I just laid out over the rock to get some stability. And the rock that I and was leaning on... And the rock that was on, about the size of a, a Volkswagen bug... Yeah, moved move significantly <laughs> yeah like it started to fall away and i went oh my god and i jumped back and then it kind of teetered back towards me so it was laying there like waffling in the wind it was a huge rock it, it and was, you said to me i think it frightened you a little bit yeah you said to me winnie look at this and you kind of put your hand on it and rocked it a little bit and this was in a, a one of those spots that was a logical spot the path took you to this spot Right. The overlook. I think it was the Grand Overlook at Canyonlands, but it was a natural spot that the trail led people to. So I would imagine you're not the only one who would have leaned on that humongous boulder thinking that would be safe. And it was by no means safe. Right. right. We could have, with one finger, we could have pushed that boulder down into the canyon. Oh, yeah. Yeah. We definitely could have. Yeah. So I guess that's. Uh, a tip number two of the day is I will gently rock the rock that I'm going to lean on before I do that in the future. And you probably will never really lean right into a rock over a canyon ever again in your life. 
Not anytime soon, that's for sure. Yeah. It's, Maybe it, when I get old and forget things, then I will probably do it. But yeah. Well. Not, not soon. You were probably in the same pose as you are in this picture where you had one knee down. Like your stability wasn't really dependent. On I wasn't going to fall rock. over with the rock as far no. as that goes. But but wouldn't you have felt awful leaning over and having the rock go down? I, for some reason, people do go down in those canyons. Can you imagine if you had a boulder that size? I guess it must happen, but. Yeah. <laughs> Not a good experience. Anyways. Yeah. Let's go to our next picture. This, I think, was day two in Arches. Um, we got wise after this. You know, ahead of time of this trip, I thought I had done our research about where we wanted to go and what days we wanted to be in what places and what time of day we wanted to be in what place. But we're I'm not good at it, I guess. Someone recently said that there is an app or maybe several apps that you can download onto your phone that will tell you um, based on the direction you're facing, where the sun will be hitting. And so if you're a photographer and you want to figure out what's the best time of day to take this picture, is it going to be sunrise, sunset, whatever, that you can use an app and figure that out. Right. But we, we did find that some of those are not right. Well, and we found that we have um, we have an easy way of figuring out where we should be in most of the national parks. And that is to send a message to our friend, Jim Doty. Call a friend. Dial up call a friend. Call a friend. I call him my travel Sherpa. He, I send him where we are and ask him where should we be at sunrise and where should we be at sunset. And man, he sends us back so much information that's helpful. And he told us this is where you want to be at sunrise. This is where you want to be at sunset. If you have more than one day of sunrise, then this would be the second choice for sunrise. And so the rest of the trip, we heeded his advice and had a little more luck. Yeah, he's always he's always been a, a wealth of information and a great source for us when we're on vacation. So right, thanks right. again, Jim. Yes, thanks, Jim. So one of the places he told us we should visit in Arches National Park was what they call the Windows District. And that's a road that takes you down to an area that has several arches. And arches are... Um, how did they explain it, Bill, at the visitor center? An arch technically is a a natural it, bridge made out of rock that's an opening that's more than four feet. Is that at least three feet wide? And uh, and so I I know that I misspoke. A natural bridge is created when a river goes underneath. Correct. And so it's been eroded away by the river, but an arch has been created just by. Wind and Wind rain. and water erosion yep. that's natural, like rain or right. snow or whatever. So, and I, as I said earlier, most of these structures are sandstone or a combination of sandstone and some other materials that that naturally erode after time. So, this next picture is a picture of one of the places Jim recommended us, us to go photograph, which is Turret Arch in the Windows District. And uh, what I appreciated about this particular, I don't remember the name of the arch that's opposite this direction, but it's kind of a nice location because whether you're there at sunrise or sunset, you can pick which arch you're going to photograph based on which way the sun's hitting it. Yeah, you really have a lot of options in the window district. This at turret arch, you can see why it's called turret. There's a rock projecting there on the left that looks a little like a turret. 
and um, the sun was just at the right spot in the sky that we were able to um, take a photograph that created a sun star. A nice little sunburst there over the rock. Um, The one thing I will say about this area and about Archers National Park in general is it's pretty popular. Yeah. And most of the famous arches that people want to go and see have, you know, a fair number of people there crawling around and getting in your way. (laughs) Getting in our pictures. Getting in our pictures. The challenge ended up being... What angle do we need to get at that we can still get a picture of the arches and not see any of the pictures of the people in the photo? Exactly. So you might notice in this picture, it's taken from an angle that doesn't really highlight the bottom of the arch where you could maybe walk through it. And that's because there was probably 50 to 75 people. Yeah. In yeah, that were right underneath in, the arch. Right so. in the arch. So we walked off to one side and we managed to get a photo of the arch and a bit of an odd angle, but there are no people in it. Yeah. So. Do you remember, Bill, if you look at this picture, you see the big arch, mm-hmm. but to the left of the arch, there's a little area that looks like a circle. Did that go all the way through? Yes. Or was it almost going all the way through? I think this one actually was, it's like just starting to go through. If you look real close, there's just a little beam of light starting to come through that hole. So that's beginning it's to be. It's just beginning to to build a new hole there. Yeah. Probably another arch over a few years. Yeah. That was, so. uh, we have a lot of pictures and we, uh, I wish that we could include more in our podcasts. Um, I think our trip this time will be broken into three separate podcasts. Today we'll talk about arches and dead horse and canyon lands and then we'll continue after that. But um a lot of pictures um some of them showed how many people were there and and this is kind of the off season it is we intentionally went out there this time thinking that it would be the off season yeah even though by the end of the week uh what we heard as the last weekend that we were there was that people were starting to spring break right and also though i think that starting in may you have to have a reservation to get into this park yes and a um, lot of national parks are going to that where you really, if you're going to travel to national parks, you need to go to their website and find out whether there are reservations um, to do this. Like, uh, yeah, in May, we would have had to apply you, two months ago or to go there in May. Right. You'd have to get reservations months ahead of time. And then to me, the problem with that is you and I, on uh, at least one of the days we were there, we drove in and out of the park several times. We went in the morning, we did our thing, then we went back to town and did breakfast and then drove back into the park later in the day and then took another detour and then went back to the park in the evening for sunset. And you simply would not be allowed to do that. Yeah. If you have a timed entry, you go in and then better plan on spending the whole day if you want to get from sunrise to sunset because you've only got one time that you're allowed to come in. So that's Yep, and once you leave, you're done for the day. You and that goes get... from May till when? September? I that think they have... through September, yeah. So in the in the off seasons, you know, winter, dead of winter when they might have some bad weather might not be great. But, you know, March and October, probably good months to visit these parks without having t- too many hundreds right. of people. Right. We were there. The, we were there, <clears throat> well, second week of March. So mid-March. Uh, and there was still, like we said earlier, there was some snow occasionally that actually made for some interesting pictures. 
but um yeah i think by may through september it's probably gotten really crazy and you will be limited to how much time you can get into those parks i think if we'd have been there when it was that busy our um our goal would have been to get pictures of people versus yeah you know yeah that would be the only way you could you could go about it one of the things we like to do sometimes is take pictures of people doing stupid things <laughs> which and sometimes that's us <laughs> yeah sometimes it's us sometimes yeah. that's us when you might knock a, a boulder the size of a volkswagen yeah, into a look candy. out for that volkswagen <laughs> all right so our next picture is a famous arch in the park and it's actually two arches in the same location called double arch yep and this was this is actually the in still in the windows district same parking lot as turret arch and um you kind of opposite side of the parking lot so you hike from one area over to the other short hikes yeah none of these hikes were hey, you know they were quarter of a mile at best you know? yeah easy to do not a lot of heavy climbing or right. anything like that right i so. think you even when wheelchair accessible it's the only of kind them. of hike I like anymore is one that's wheel wheelchair accessible. So um, I'm going to make this bigger. This is beautiful. This is a beautiful arch. Yeah. Yeah. And no, I could have taken lots and lots of pictures of this one, except that, again, this was, was taken at an, a bit of an offset angle because there there was at least 20 people in crawling around in the arch itself. So. Right. And when you're at National Park, at any national park, but especially at Arches National Park, they don't really want you to step off the pathway, the established trail. Right. There's, um, what do they call it? Microbio something soil. Yeah. Am I getting it right, Bill? Anyways. Basically the crust of the soil um, yeah, so can even be contaminated if you step in it. If so. it's, even though it's desert and it doesn't appear like anything's growing or happening in the dirt there's a crust over the dirt in much of it that there is life and there is stuff happening there that helps to prevent erosion and, and all the rest of it. But so they really don't want you to step off the uh, trail. This right. picture, I think we did step off the trail, but we always try to, you can see when there's like a slick rock, you know, a nice flat stone rock that you could step onto kind of, you know, and avoiding the dirt. Yeah, we were not in the dirt. Yeah, this is, if you look at the lower right-hand uh, part of this picture, if you have a chance to look at it, there is a path right there. And we just happened to step up on a rock that was just off of the path that gave us the angle we were looking right. for. So again, in the second arch, in this double arch, there were a lot of people hanging out right in the middle of it and getting their, doing selfies and getting their friends to take their pictures and and they don't just like pose for one picture and then move so somebody else can have a chance. There was, boy, there was a gal there for probably 20 minutes while we stood there waiting that was, she'd pose with her hands in the air. Then she'd sit down and cross her legs. And then she was, I know at one yeah, time. I was waiting for her to derobe de de after a while. I mean, I what else are you going to take a picture of? I know you said at one point you kind of mumbled on your breath, under your breath. Okay, Hollywood, time to move on think of someone else now sweetheart <laughs> so we did manage to find an angle that hid most of the people that were there and sometimes i like to get a picture of the a person in the arch because it gives it that sense of scale yeah 
Um, if you're looking at this picture, see those big boulders down in the bottom? The right hand At the corner. entrance sort yeah. of into it? Yeah. That bigger boulder there that kind of looks like a dinosaur head. Mm-hmm. I think if there had been a person standing there, the person would have only made it halfway height-wise compared to that boulder. Well, we must have taken the of, picture of the three seconds that there wasn't someone standing there. Right. Because there right. usually was. In they the, did look like little ants crawling around did. in there yeah. to give you a, a yeah. sense of scale. Yeah. But you'll see also in this picture that beautiful blue sky. Yep. Which was one of the reasons we wanted to take this trip was to drink in a little bit of nice bright yeah, blue sky after a after a, a lot gloomy of northern Michigan winter. Yeah. So let's right. go on to our next picture. There are more than just arch rock formations in um, Arches National Park. And this is a picture of, I believe they call this one, the Three Gossips. Evidently, from certain angles, it looks like it could be three, three people huddled up, robed figures huddled up, gossiping about who knows what. Um, but this is this is pretty. I, I mean, it's I don't know what else to say about it. It's pretty. The contrast of the orangey reddish uh, rock with the beautiful dark blue sky behind it. The skies in the West are just bluer than they ever get here. Yeah. Even yeah, on a good blue sky day here. Right. I don't know. It's just, there's so much moisture in the air around here versus out West that it just skews the, the color of the sky in general. Usually that's the truth. That's the truth. We have a lot of humidity and that dulls the look. Yeah. So, um, yeah. and again, there's no people in this picture, but people would have been so dwarfed in this picture that you wouldn't have even noticed them likely because this yeah, is a huge this, structure. Yeah, this is actually probably over a couple hundred feet high. Yeah. And this is actually on top of a rock structure that came down to the road from where we were at too. So A lot of the big structures in the park are named. There's the courthouse. There's Wall Street. There's the gossips. There's yeah. the organ. Um I think it'd be fun if you had kids with you and you went through the park to just have the kids point out rock formations and say what they say look like. Say what they thought, yeah. Yeah, yeah the organ was actually looked like an, a, a um, pipe organ, not a, a human organ. But. <laughs> well, I saw rocks that to me looked like a dog's head or a right. sphinx or a... Well, even this gossip, if you actually look at close on that, the, the rock that's on the very left-hand side almost looks like the mouth and a nose of a person, you know, it's so yeah, it's kind of like when we we look at clouds here and we say what they look like. That's yep. kind of what driving through and looking at the rocks. Right. Yeah, yeah. We we do that ourselves. And we used to do it with our kids all the time. Oh, there goes a big elephant. Oh, there's a dragon. As we were driving the, through the park, the thought ran through my head is I should take some of these some pictures and then superimpose some drawing lines over top of them to show what I thought they looked like. But yeah, I wasn't organized enough to get that done. All right. So this next picture, Bill. Yes. Is back to uh, Dead Horse Point. I was going to say, I think this was at Dead Horse. Yeah. Uh, Jim had told us, you know, we thought Dead Horse would be good for sunset. We made that, I don't want to say mistake, but we've gone there. And and then Jim confirmed that Dead Horse is really best in the morning. So we got up early. So and, we went back. Yeah. And um, this is, and you and I both, I don't know who, which one of us took this picture, but... Um, we had two cameras with us. Um, one camera body had a 
24 to 104 lens. Is that what that? 24 to 105. We, we yep. refer to it as the all-purpose lens. Yep. And one of us had a wide angle lens. And, um, you know, the wide angle especially is good for certain pictures and not for others. And we would pass the cameras back and forth to each other, depending on what we were looking at and what vision we had in our head. Right. Right. So, this is this is one of those junipers that was out there, though, that, as you can see, where it comes up out of the rock, it just twists and twists and twists. I love this picture. Yeah. It was it's really hard. Even with a nice wide angle lens, it's hard to get good pictures of those canyons, be it Dead Horse Point or a trip we took previously where we went to Horseshoe Bend or the Grand Canyon, which we'll talk about in another episode. It's hard to take pictures of those huge grand scheme scenes rather. Yeah. Yep. And but this one, this is why I picked this picture. I love that it has this gnarly juniper tree in the foreground and you can just see the canyon with the san juan river in the background there and it gives you that feeling of being on the edge of yeah yep there this was pretty cool um we we both said to ourselves that you know we love to take pictures of these big vistas but their pictures do not give them justice or any concept of how big they really are you really need there. to visit these places yep. to get the feeling and it really gives you a put you in your place sort of eh? right that you're not the biggest thing in the world right by any means right they're, yep. they're phenomenal for sure yep. and they they are meant to be experienced we're photographers and we love to photograph and we can sometimes we can nail a nice photograph but it's never going to replace that experience of of being there yep the photograph is only a a a small part of the whole process. That's yeah. for sure. There was at Dead Horse Horse Point, there was a little, um, what would you call that, Bill? That rock that was, you climbed up high and it had a little plateau on it. A little tower, if you will. Yeah, it was just a little outcrop tower that... Um, Every time we were there, somebody had beat us to being sitting on top of that little tower that little was the, that was the spot to get the picture and we never were able to do it just because there was always somebody there but and a lineup of people wanting yeah. to get on it yeah when we were there first thing in the morning and we went early we get up early and try and get every amount of light we can there was a couple sitting on that rock wrapped up in blankets so they had evidently been there probably from before the sun came up yeah it's pretty close to the edge too yep. it's you know yeah, there was a couple wrapped up there, and I they'd thought, been there since morning. And I think yeah. I made the comment to you, "Go, why don't you just go get a room so we can use that spot? <laughs> they were enjoying the sunrise. They were. They were. They had made a plan, and they were enjoying the sunrise, but they didn't move. They There was another, there was a couple of girls with cameras there that were standing, waiting, hoping to get up on that rock, and they had no intentions of leaving. We left before they ever even Yep. Yep. We did, just thought, so. that's not going to happen. We're just going to move on with their yeah, day. Yeah, we're just going to move on, but... Um, yep. Yeah. So this is this pretty picture. I suspect this is one you took, Bill. I don't, I don't, it's not in my memory. I remember yet. taking a picture like that, but I think we both did at some point. So I don't really know. Yeah. Isn't that funny? Okay. So let's go on to our next picture. So this next picture is a picture from Canyonlands National Park. So Canyonlands National Park is divided into three separate huge areas. Huge. They're and they, you don't access them all from one entryway. So they're like separate places, really. Yeah, I think one of the two sections, you can actually get there 
on a really shady, iffy road that you have to even get a permit to be on. So, um, yeah. Yes. Canyonlands is, uh, is big. It's big. And um, we, we went to the area known as Island in the Sky. Right. And um, I thought the reason they called it Island in the Sky, first of all, I had it in my head that it was Islands, uh, islands in the Sky. But it's not. I think it's Island in the Sky. And I thought it was because if you look at this picture of Canyonlands, um, in the distance, you can see some white cap mountains on the horizon. Right. And they kind of look like they're floating there. So I thought, oh, that's the islands in the sky. Dumb. <laughs> it's really called Island in the Sky because it's um, a jutting out piece of property piece of whatever property makes it sound small but land um, mass land mass that's surrounded by these deep canyons yeah and you know when we were driving the the park road there was an area that they called the neck okay the neck is the narrowest spot you know it's that's you're on like kind of think of it as the mainland you drive through the neck area which is a little narrows yep and then it comes out and it's this big island amongst these canyons. So that's how it gets that air, that name for that area, Island in the Sky. So you're up on this, on the high level, looking down into many, many canyons. And um, we didn't take that many pictures in Canyonlands, even though we visited it two different days. Right. I think what it should have been called is Island in the Sky, push the big rock and watch it fly. <laughs> Because that's where you that's had the where, encounter with the tippy rock. Yeah, if you're looking at this picture, this was the area where the, the tippy rock was at, actually. Yeah, and you can see how scary that we stay away from the... Some people will actually go up to the edge of these canyons and, and sit on the edge and dangle their feet over the edge. Yep. Yeah, I'm never doing that. Nope. Never. Nope, no need to do that. Besides, it's too hard to stand up anymore. Yeah, <laughs> something bad would go if I sat down there and then tried to get back. Yeah, up. I'd have to roll. I'd have to roll like a log until I got 10 yeah. feet away. Somebody from throw them. me a rope. I'm going to roll out of here. So some people just are real thrill seekers, but you know, we, we keep our distance from the edge. And We have and, other ways to do thr thrill seeking that doesn't involve sure falling off is. of rocks. I don't need too many big thrills in my life anymore. Yeah. But, um, the scenery is thrilling. I will say yeah. that. Look yeah. at how gorgeous that yeah. is. It is and gorgeous. And I think had there been a rain or a big snow or something, that There's this some would have been a, a lot more alive too. Yeah. Yeah. It, um, it's after you've been out there for a while, it starts to all look alike in some yes. ways. And the, I mean, unless it's an, a spectacular arch or interesting formation, sometimes it starts to all look alike. Um, and also we aren't, we do little hikes, but we're not big adventurers to take like an eight mile hike. No. And there are some hikes in this park, I think, that take you to more interesting structures and places that. That are know, really tucked away. That, right. Mm. And we weren't. But they also require that. some physical fitness and little things like that in order yeah, to do and, them. You know, so. we're flatlanders. We live in Michigan where it's like 300 feet above sea level. And out here, you started at 6,000. Right. So, yeah. yeah. And if well, you start at 6,000 and go down to 4,000 and then you got to go back up to 6,000, yeah. that's, that's a challenge for people who yes. 
Don't this do is that probably a good opportunity for me to confess my failed hike at Arches National Park. Oh, we're going to talk about that? I, you know, I guess we should be transparent about it. <laughs> <laughs> One of the most famous arches in Arches National Park is called Delicate Arch. It's a perfect, beautiful arch, and there's a pretty good chance you have seen pictures of this arch. It's highly photographed. It is featured currently on the license plate of the Utah, of Utah licenses, right? Yep. It's the arch that's on the license plates and cars in Utah. We had listened to some podcasts that talked about the hike to Arch, to Delicate Arch. Um, and it made it sound like it was a fairly easy hike. Um, our daughter said that she'd been to Arches National Park for a really quick stop on a trip to somewhere else. And that the only thing they did while they were there was they hiked to Delicate Arch. Which for some reason in my mind made it sound like, oh, it's probably easy. Yeah, because they just ran up there and came back. Yeah, and, and quick stop, go see Delicate Arch, house. get back in the car, head to where we're going. In my mind, it was going to be an easy <laughs> hike. <laughs> and our friend Jim had said that would be a nice one to go see in the morning. Yep. So we got up before the sun. Yep. We drove to the park and we drove to the parking lot for the Delicate Arch hike. And we, um, we, you know, we got our cameras ready. We were dressed appropriately. We looked at the signboard and the signboard at the, um, at the trailhead, the trailhead said that the hike was 1.9 miles to your destination, to the arch. Right. And then of course, 1.9 miles to come back. There's also a little homestead on this on this uh, hike, fairly early into the hike, where a man from Ohio had, uh, after the Civil War, had settled and created a life for himself in this. And had lost a leg in the Civil War. I, you know, people were just tougher back in the day, I think. You know, it's this Definitely. little tiny um, homestead building that's still there and that was his second homestead the first one had a dirt floor and yeah and the second home was only like a storage shed yeah the second home was equally as primitive and i think four adults lived in it yep so um the wolf cabin was interesting to read about and to see um and it said that there was a little elevation climb on this hike but it didn't moderately like it. strenuous it said moderately strenuous so off we went, and uh, I'm always happy we have our cameras with us because sometimes I can use it as an excuse to Take catch breath. my breath by stopping and taking pictures. And <laughs> and I have to thank my husband. I'm thankful that Bill is happy to take. Bill could walk, hike much faster and make more ground than I am ever able to do, and he's happy to slow his pace down and and stop as much as I need to to catch my breath. He's more fit than I am. But we made it, how far? Two-thirds of the way? More than two-thirds We were away? less than half a mile from the finish. We could see, um, at one point, we could see uh, people setting up their tripods. And we couldn't see the arch. But we could see that they were facing the arch and they were taking pictures. And But between where we were... And to get to that point, there was a whole side of uh, a climb that was slip rock. Now, slip rock means flat, flat rock, which could be slippery if it was wet. It was not wet that day, but it was definitely a, quite a 
slow, oh, long it was, climb. It was a it was a forty five degree angle. It was pitched pretty good, and I, there you know, was probably no, I there mean, are going to be people who listen to us who have been to Arches National Park who've gone to Delicate Arch who thought it was no big deal, right? And if you're twenty years old, it probably isn't. But, but I looked at that last climb and I thought, if you climb to get there, then you've got to walk back down, which sometimes if your knees are aching, walking down a slope like that is even harder than climbing up. And my brain just said, you're not doing that. (laughs) And I just, I felt so, I felt like such a failure, but I said to Bill, I can't do it. I can't do that last bit. You go ahead, get the picture and I'll start working my way back. And I don't know how you felt. I don't know what was going on in your head, but you insisted on coming back with me to the car. So I just wanted to stay with you. I didn't I didn't want to just leave you sitting there on the side of the trail. Well, I would have been happy to let you do that, but I don't know how you felt about how difficult that last bit of the hike would be or not. But anyways, by the end of the day, I had myself convinced that to be proud of myself for doing as much of the hike as I already had and that there are tons of pictures out there of delicate arch and there's probably would have been no way we would have gotten a picture that would have been any different than anybody else's our pictures would not have improved the internet by any means on that one so there's, we just move on to better things we that's moved all. on and by the end of the day i was up for another hike when we did we did we a- went to landscape arch which yeah. is a little bit of a hike yeah um, so. by the end of that day but you know just i guess my advice is uh don't just go by what somebody else says. Do your research and think it through. And and don't be afraid to turn around if you feel like you've gone too far. People, I told, I confessed to my daughter that day what we talked to her on the phone and I told her what had happened. And she said, you know, I have read that a lot of people who go to the Arizona, Utah parks, that they have to be rescued. And the number one reason is they haven't taken water with them on their hikes or haven't taken enough water. And they get dehydrated. And when you get dehydrated, all kind of weird things can happen to you. Yep. You, you can pass out or you can become disoriented. Or um, So she said, don't feel bad. <laughs> well, the nice thing about, I think, all of the trails out there and a lot of other places too, is typically those trails are set up. So as far as you're comfortably able to go, you're going to see some beautiful things. We saw so, some beautiful things. Yeah. We did. Yeah. So, Bill, we are getting to our last picture to talk about for the day out of the hundreds of pictures we took. Um, This is just a sample. This is a picture um, in Arches National Park at sunset in an area um, or close to an area that they refer to as the fiery furnace. Yeah, there's a this was. I would guess what I would call above the fiery furnace that yeah, up on so. the top of the, the mountain structure there, the below this structure, there is a hike. Again, you have to get a permit in order to take trail into the fiery furnace. But it actually, if you look at this picture, there's several rock slots, uh, somewhat like a slot Canyon that the hike actually kind of shuffles through and they call it the fiery furnace because that when the sun hits it at night, it the red rock lights up and looks like it's actually on fire. And you can see that in this picture. Yeah. This is a the rock in this picture are what they refer to as fins and canyon or um slot canyons. And uh surprisingly there's some green in the foreground in this picture, some of the juniper and some of the Yes, yeah, some of the sagebrush and juniper um 
Yeah. You could tell we, we said to ourselves, uh, to each other that, man, another month when this stuff really greens up, it's going to be gorgeous here. Yeah. So nice contrast, bright blue sky. Yeah. You know, fiery red rock and then a little bit of green down at the base. And, you know, everywhere you looked when the sun was setting, it looked that way. It was just gorgeous. Yep. Just yep. gorgeous. So Arches is a beautiful park. If you never even get out of your car, you will see a lot of contrast and structure. And yep. um, there are several pullouts that, that you can pull out and just, you know, get out of your car and take pictures or enjoy the view that yeah. without having to hike. Yeah. It is a park, though, I would say try to do a little hike at least. Right. Yeah. Obviously know your limitations, but there's lots of hikes to do and, you know, that aren't long and aren't all that strenuous. So just um, do it, do what you feel comfortable with and enjoy the moment. Yeah. Arches, I would say is a sunset park. Don't you think, Bill? Oh, absolutely. There are areas yeah, there, that are there beautiful are, in the morning, but. Yeah, I would say there are a few spots that are definitely morning, but primarily sunset is, is, is the thing to do there. Um, if you want to be in there till dark, um, yeah, we didn't get, we didn't get a chance to do it, but love to go back there and do some night photography there too. We kept, we kept telling ourselves we were going to do night photography. Let's watch the sunset and then we'll just eat snacks in the car until the stars come out and we'll take some stars, uh, pictures and we'd get tired and hungry. Well, we and- left our, we, when we were packing our, our, uh, suitcase, uh, the, the airline we were on was uh, one of those. Um, a la carte airlines. Yeah, where they only allow you 40 pound bag of carry on or a check in luggage. So when we weighed our luggage before we left home, the, uh, the, tripod, the tripod put, put us, us over. over the weight limit. And we're like, eh, we're not paying that much more money for a tripod. So we left it home. Um, Darryl, we, were, never- we were scheming ways we could do night photography if we, if we, you know, set the camera on the roof of the truck and tipped it up some way. And we, we, we thought we'd do it, but yeah, we just never got, we just couldn't make ourselves. We pooped out. We pooped out. So, so anyways, we will have a new podcast before you know it with part two of our uh, wild west vacation. So, and we'll talk about, um, where did we head after Arches? We head down to Goosenecks State Park, Monument Valley, yep. Valley, Valley of, of the, the Gods, Gods, and then places beyond that. So stay tuned. And thanks for listening in today. We'll Hope talk you, to you soon. Hope you have a great day. Thanks. Bye.